The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association has set up a PayPal donation portal for those that want to help Ohio horsemen in need during the COVID-19 crisis. All money donated will go to the OHHA Horsemen's Benevolent Fund. Contributors can earmark their donation for either the Equine or Human Fund. Horsemen in need can apply for funds by completing an application, which is available on the OHHA website, OHHA.com. Thanks, and stay safe. Today's Top of the Stretch features a love story between a horse, my kind of chip, and a family of Daniel and Deborah Bowermaster and their son Shane. My Kind of Chip is by Arch Chip out of Figmental, Indiana bred full of 2009. In the period of 2011 through September of 2014, he earned $358,982 for the Bowermaster Stable. We welcome to Top of the Stretch, Shane Bowermaster. Hey, how are you? Shane, Thanks for having you me. Great. So you're in you're in Indiana right now, right? Yes, sir. We are. We uh, we just got up here. We've been here about a week. Okay. Uh, let's talk about my kind of chip. But before that, your family uh, did your family own Segmental, or was my kind of chip a purchase as a yearly? Well, um, my dad trained Figmental. Um, you know, I don't know the exact date, but, um, she raced a few times at two and then, uh, she come back at three and she went a few races in a row and she wound up, she, uh, she actually broke a knee here at Hoosier Park. She raced here at Hoosier Park and, uh, my, she was owned by a man named, uh, Bobby Mars and, uh, he was an owner for my dad and they wound up, um, they, uh, traded her for some yearling credit and, um, to a farm and the first foal out of Figmental was a mare named Marks Mindy who uh, my dad owned in partnership with Thomas Cole from Michigan and then uh, long story short uh, Marks Mindy raced and when she got done racing um, by the end Thomas Cole I had gained ownership of Marks Mindy and we traded Marks Mindy for my kind of chip whenever she was done racing so it, uh, so it kind of worked out the best. So how old was the uh, my kind of chip when you got him? My kind of chip would have been a yearling. He was ready to go to the yearling sale, and and uh, my dad and I were ready. Uh, we were done racing uh, Mark's Mindy, and we called the farm there that raised uh, that had had uh, Figmental, uh, who had passed away. My my kind of chip is the last foal out of Figmental, and um, he wanted that bloodline back. So he wanted that Mark's Mindy mare back. So he, he, uh, he, uh, he wanted to trade straight up for, uh, Mark's Mindy for, uh, my kind of chip. So it worked out great for us. He's been a, a, a great racehorse. What made him so special as a racehorse? Um, as, as a racehorse, I mean, even when he was young, when we had him at, at two, three, four, and then halfway through his five-year-old year, he just, uh, 
he's such a, a good mannered horse and uh he's great gated like he doesn't wear any boots or uh not a lot of equipment and uh he's a really easy going horse very very likable horse uh, you know i've just one of them horses you never he's not hard to get along with he's easy to drive he's easy to train he's easy to take care of um you know it's they're they're few far between there's a lot of fast horses a lot of nice horses but usually they have some silly quirks and th this horse here he's just he's just so easy going that it's 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 hard not to love him in september of 2014 you sold my kind of chip to carl atley and he joined the mark amara stable why did you sell my kind of chip well that's um that summer, um, I, my dad stayed home that summer, and I brought my kind of chip uh, up here to Hoosier Park to race, and uh, he was doing very well. I think he'd made, I don't know, sixty or 70000 for me that summer, about halfway through the summer. My mom got diagnosed with, uh, with bladder cancer, and she um, just the bills, you know, started adding up for, for uh, medical care and just everything in general, and, uh, you know, we we hated to do it. And, you know, it killed us, you know, for a, for a small time guy, um, you know, horses like this, you know, there's, they just don't come along, you know, once in a lifetime, like my dad said, you know, for a horse like him to have a horse like that, you know, um, it, they're just few and far between, you know, for a lot of the bigger stables and bigger guys, they have horses like this every year, but you know, for a smaller stable and a smaller guy to own, own a horse like this yourself, uh, it, it's, it's really a dream come true, but, but yeah, you know, we hated to do it. Uh, actually, Marco Myra, he he uh, set up the deal with Carl. He knew Carl very well. They were they were in search of a really nice open invite pacer that you know they wanted to race in Ohio. This was about the time when Ohio got really back cranking and had some really good money, especially in the winter time and stuff. And they were looking for a real nice horse. And uh, I you know I was talking to Mark and he was stabled a few barns over and and he said you know I, I think I could get you some really good money for him and uh we wound up made a deal um and uh you know we we, we got what we we pretty much got what we wanted and uh stuff but uh yeah they they needed the money for some medical bills but uh it 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 uh it hurt seeing him leave the barn cuz you know like i said horses like that don't come along very often so now he raced a few starts uh with Marco Marotta then he went on to Danny Dubinsky, uh, Jim Daly had him for a while, and in 2016, he became a member of the Ron Burke stable. Did you follow the career of my kind of chip in these, with these other trainers? Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say there wasn't a month that went by that I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't look him up on Pathway and check just to see how he was doing and, and, uh, basically to just kind of keep track of him and make sure he didn't disappear. Cause if he did, you know, I was going to try to find out where he was at. You know, I always wanted this horse back and, um, financially just was never in a position to get him back. You know, a horse like that, they're not cheap. So, um, uh, you know, my, my idea of getting him back was going to be that one day, you know, when he got to the point where he was going to have to be put in a claiming race, uh, you know, I was going to try to put some partners together and, and try to get him back that way until, you know, uh, this this situation arose. So, well, this winter you were at Spring Garden Ranch, and uh, you ran into Jeff Fout. Uh, got to talking to him, and uh, how did that progress 
to him finding out about the story of my kind of chip. Well, basically, I, I acquired some horses, just some younger horses. I got four babies for Jeff Bout, and, um, you know, he was down visiting this winter, and we were out to dinner, and um, Jeff knew my dad also from uh, the yearling sales and stuff like that, and he knew how close my dad and I were. And, um, you know, basically, we just got to talking kind of about horse racing in general and, uh you know, he, he knew what this horse, you know, meant to me and my dad. And, uh, uh, you know, we just, uh, discussed it over dinner and, uh, he said, you know, well, maybe one day, you know, it'll work out and you, you'll be able to get him back. And, you know, I, I said, well, I, I hope so. So I, I think that that kind of planted the seed in, in Jeff's, Jeff's head. And I, I don't, you know, I, I'd mentioned something about that. I'd like to buy him back someday if I ever got in the right position. And, um, uh, that's basically that. We, you mentioned your mother had blad, bladder cancer, and you lost her in 2015. You also lost your dad, Dan, as well, didn't you, in about, what, 2018? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, in uh, September uh, 2018, I, I, I lost my dad. Yes, I did. Now, when Jeff came north, he contacted Mark Weaver and unbeknownst to you purchased my kind of chip and you were listed as a partner. How did the return of my kind of chip to your barn take place? Well, we, we had, uh, the horses shipped up on Saturday and I, I got into town on Sunday after we got everything loaded up and, uh, we jogged the horses Monday there at Pace Setter Farm and, we're setting up the stable and uh, Jeff's farm and home. It's about two and a half hours north of here, uh, up in Shipshawana. And um, he come down. He he drove down Monday morning and he got there about ten o'clock, I guess. And uh, I was in the barn setting some things up and uh, I saw Jeff uh, about ten fifteen yards from the barn. I saw him leading a horse over and I said man, what are you doing here? And he come walking in with his horse. And at the time I, I didn't realize who it was. And then, you know, as he come closer and, and I, I got a good look at him, I realized uh, who the horse was. How did you recognize him? Does he have some spatial markings or what? Yeah, he's got a pretty distinct white star on his head and uh, he's got a real sharp head, real, real sharp eye on him. So, uh, you know, that, and uh, you know, a horse like him, it's uh it sounds kind of cheesy, but uh, I could close my eyes at any time and see that horse. This year, he has eight starts with two wins and 16,000 on his card. To give him 60 wins and 233 lifetime starts with lifetime earnings of $940,482 and a mark of 149 and one. The big question, is he ready to go when Hoosier Park opens in June? He he will be yeah he's just a few trainings away and then we'll we'll go to the bike with him there and we'll have him ready to qualify and uh, he'll be ready to to drop right in the box whenever Hoosier gets rolling here on the uh, on the 14th of June. Now, to wrap things up, what do you have to say to Jeff Fout? Well, I can honestly say you know um, this whole thing that happened. Uh, it's 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 
really restored my faith in uh, humanity and uh, and horse racing in general. You know, for somebody to uh, to do something like this uh, is just mind-boggling to me. And, and you know, and especially in a time like this when uh, you know he purchased this horse in a in a very unknown time for everybody in this business and and stepped out on a limb and did something like this for you know, a horse that, that meant this to me and my family and to bring us back together. And, um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll forever be, you know, grateful. And, um, I don't know how I'd ever repay him and, uh, you know, forever a friend, not just an owner, but forever a friend in my heart. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.